Welcome to Awake with Javon, and my name is Javon. I have a special guest today in my pursuit of healers, uh, these guides that are pointing to way, pointing the way to, to being awake. Awake to what? Well, uh, there's different slices of that in life, and today we're going to be talking about awake to health, and uh, in particular, our, our vehicle here that we use every day. So, Everybody uses different vehicles. Well, this is a vehicle that every one of you uses every single day, and it is your body. Da-da-da-da. Carrie Wojciechowski. I said it wrong, didn't I? It's Wojciechowski. <laughs> Carrie Wojo, as everybody knows her as. There you go. <laughs> uh, Carrie Wojo has been instrumental in, uh, in my life, in my kids' lives, uh, in my family's life. She has reverse all symptoms for for incurable diseases autoimmune problems uh, uh type 2 diabetic problems I, I mean the list goes on and on uh she basically in that sense of the wor word is a miracle worker because it's supposed to be incurable now carrie doesn't claim to cure anything uh, however all the symptoms are gone so what is that <laughs> and she uses food so let me just say, I love you, Carrie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Way back in the day, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food, right? Hi Hippocrates, Hippocrates, whatever, how you say his name. Yes. Um, so let's, let's jump into it. Uh, wh what, why would people, I mean, people want to be happy. People want to look good. And usually people start there and then they're like, well, maybe I'll be healthy. So, right. can you help us be happy? Can you help us be, to look good? What is it that you do? Well, so that it's, everything's interconnected and people that, that don't know that need to, to understand that because you can't have, you know, look good, but feel like crap on the inside. You're still going to feel like crap. So, um, you know, just to give you a little background on me, because I am very illustrative of that point. Um, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I had what doctors thought was fibromyalgia and I had prediabetes and I was 30 pounds heavier and I had horrible chronic fatigue all day, every day. And I had digestion issues and sleeping issues and hormonal issues. And I couldn't dance for two years. And I'm a dancer. I, I was miserable. I was depressed, discouraged, frustrated, hopeless. And, um, oh, and, and anxiety, anxiety and a little depression, a little, um, melancholy for no reason. And, uh, wow. yeah. And, and so I was going to a registered dietitian. I was going to doctors and just was not much here, take ibuprofen here, take metformin. And it, it wasn't making me feel better. And so I just decided to take my health into my own hands. And we'll talk about that later too, because you know, this whole coronavirus thing, it's, I think it's really important for people to do that. So I did that and it took me about a year, but I got rid of most, if not all of my issues. I'm teaching dancing all the time and I've lost 30 pounds and I sleep great and I have great energy throughout the day and I can play with my kids and I can, you know, quality of life is so much more important than looking like a supermodel. You know, we can't, we can't, we just can't focus only on, we can't do Botox and do the latest fad diet and hope for the best. It's just not, it's not a complete, you know, um, addressing of of everything that that god gave us i mean 
he made us very complex, but at the same time, it's really easy in theory, depending on what we've done to ourselves over the years to, to get healthy. We just have to be willing and desiring to do it. So, um, you know, something that I, I use as an example is, you know, if, if you're B vitamin deficient because you drink a ton of alcohol, eating clean might make you feel a little better, but it's not necessarily going to fill that B vitamin deficiency. And so you're not going to get rid of your anxiety and your depression because you're not, you, you don't address that specific issue. You don't know specifically what's wrong and what needs to be addressed. So instead you just take an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. And so wash it down with your, uh, uh, rum and Coke. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, people have so many, um, issues that are hereditary and and I go well think about it if you have a baby in utero and you're calcium deficient you always get cramps you have hormonal issues you have a weakened immune system that is caused by calcium deficiency you're going to pass on that calcium deficiency and you're you're not going to know that you're deficient and that baby's going to have the same issues as, as you do and you think there's nothing that can be done about it when there absolutely is if you knew that calcium deficiency was even an issue so hereditary what? issues can be stopped in, in, a, in a generation. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm proof of that. My dad has diabetes. My mom has fibromyalgia. I reversed both of those issues in myself. So I am passionate about that. It's like, come on. If, if you're willing to do what it takes, it's possible. But you just have to work with someone that looks at what are you specifically deficient in. So could it be more, more accurate instead of hereditary issues? Uh, could it be hereditary dietary patterns? that cause issues familial eating habits familial, you know passed down deficiencies absolutely Mm. so tell me what are the what are the big things because a lot of times i've seen it's way better it's way easier to get healthy when you when you turn the spigot of poison down uh if (laughs) what are the the normal things that people do that are considered normal that are literally poisoning our body and we have no idea right um Fluoride. Fluoride is a controversial issue. Where's that at? Fluoride's in toothpaste and tap water, mostly. And fluoride, the reason fluoride's bad for you is because it clogs your thyroid, and your thyroid is a huge part of your endocrine system, your metabolism, brain fog, your inner thermostats, if you're always cold, always hot. Um, And the other thing fluoride does is it binds to magnesium in your gut and makes it so you can't absorb it. So then you end up magnesium deficient, and magnesium's a major mineral that helps with mood and cravings and your... the females, hormonal, their periods, and uh, muscle relaxation and falling asleep. And so that right there, fluoride is, is horrible. Um, another interesting thing that I learned this year, a study came out of UCR that said soybean oil is worse than high fructose corn syrup. Yikes. And soybean oil is in a lot of things. It's cheap, it's subsidized, it's a, a cheap replacement for olive oil and avocado oil and all that stuff, and salad dressings in, in um, simple. Where is that at? Is that in all the stuff that's in the middle of the grocery store? Exactly. Exactly. And even the olive oil, the, the, the mayonnaise that says, um, you know, mayonnaise with olive oil. If you look at the back, it's got soybean oil in it too. Thanks. So it's yes. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so soybean oil is used so much because it's subsidized. You said that. And that means that the government actually pays farmers to grow that, that food that is genetically modified and saturated in chemicals like glyphosate and whatever else it is that make it so that it's not food anymore the way that it's intended to be food 
Is that right. my? Yep. I want to yep. paint the picture of the bleakness of of consuming. <laughs> yes, politics. Yeah. And and it's all and it's all that stuff is in the middle, right? If, I think you've said this to me before. If you go into the grocery store, don't go to the middle. Just go all around the outside edges, yeah. unless you go into a you know a Whole Foods or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just elaborate because I want people to understand like how bad soybean oil is. They did this, this test on mice and they did soybean oil and high fructose corn syrup and I forget what else, but they thought for sure that the mouse that was eating the high fructose corn syrup was going to be the fattest one, right? The one with the most liver issues, kidney issues, pancreas issues, but it was the mouse with the soybean oil. And they found that it dysregulated over a hundred genes in the hypothalamus gland. And your hypothalamus up here is like the, the motherboard of the endocrine system. So it regulates hunger and, and uh, self-control when it comes to food, and it also causes morbid obesity. So I have a lot of clients that hardly eat anything, and they cannot lose weight to save their lives, and they have hormonal issues and cr uh, chronic fatigue issues. So, and another somewhat controversial, but they also found that it affected gender expression in these mice. Mm -hmm. So soybean oil, I mean, it's inflammatory, it's genetically modified, which causes tumors and fibroids in the digestive tract. But then on top of that, it's dysregulating people's hypothalamus glands. It's not just, you know, a little bad. It's, it's horrifically bad for you. So you're saying don't eat soybean oil. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. again, you can find this. I would say that this is a good practice to have, which is something that you have, it's been one of your mantras is uh, look at the ingredients you can it'll say soybean oil i'm assuming what will it say yeah. soybean oil that's it the other thing it's in is vitamins a lot of vitamins from like costco or target or cvs they have soybean oil as the oh. pearl or whatever yikes tricked us in vitamins i know i know so wow so let's see. So high fructose corn syrup causes metabolic syndrome. I don't know if people know, know that or know what it is, but it causes pancreas issues, kidney issues, liver issues. And, and what I find on blood work, when people bring me their blood work, they go, oh, my doctor says everything's in range. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, your kidney function is in the bottom of normal. Meaning a year from now, when you get blood work done again, it's probably going to be lower and then they're going to be like, Oh, let's put you on medication. And so I go, let's, let's address it now. If it's been continually going down, you know, over the years, it's not going to get better unless you do something about it. Um, so high fructose corn syrup, even if it's only in one thing you eat or drink a week, it doesn't matter. You've probably been eating or drinking that thing or things for years. Mm. And it just adds up and adds up and builds up and accumulates and causes inflammation and all that dysfunction. And if you wait till you're 50 or 60, it's going to take a lot longer to address than if you address the little things when you're, you know, in your 20s yeah. or 30s. That's why when you switched everything, it still took a year before your symptoms went away. Because it's, which is the opposite of the promise of, of pharmaceuticals, right? You're going to feel better right now. Yeah. What's the problem with feeling better right now, though? Yeah. Is there a problem with that? Oh, sorry. What's, is there a problem with having it right now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Things like, well, antibiotics are a whole different animal, but it, antibiotics like Cipro can cause liver issues. And a lot of medications can cause liver issues. So it's like you trade one thing for another. And my dad, he takes 16 medications and it's like, he doesn't know what's causing what. So he takes another pill to deal with whatever new symptom he has. And, and you know, 
I get it. People, that's, that's what we're trained to, to think about and, you know, utilize, but. So antibiotics, I, I had this, I don't even know what it was, but my elbow swelled up mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like really big and unusable. Uh, and I took antibiotics, uh, and like a, a bad person that knows this, then <laughs> <laughs> I called you. I'm like, I took antibiotics. What do I do to clean my system? But I mean, what do you do if, if it's like a, not like a normal health thing, but like a injury thing that they say, you know, you need this or else you're going to have problems. You need to address this right now. I mean, right. I know people get scared that if they don't address it, it's going to, you know, kill that's not the norm, but right. Right. Um, well, it's, it depends on what it is. Like I have people that, that get really bad spider bites and they're, they go to the doctor and they take antibiotics for that. I've gotten rid of a really bad spider bite on my kid's arm with a supplement, um, that helps just make, helps your body produce his, uh, antihistamine to, to fight off the little infection that the yeah. spider bites cause. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you have like a, a gallbladder attack and you have your gallbladder removed, it, it, you know, that, that stuff is way more extreme. And of course, you know, medicine can be life-saving sometimes. So, um, but as far as your elbow, I mean, I, I guess I would have, I would be curious, like, did you have any inflammation that like kind of built and built and built and, or was it an injury that just happened? And Yeah, I, I, I don't know actually how it, how it happened. It was a building. I didn't notice it was swelling until it got to the like overnight it kind of swelled really big but i had other symptoms uh, way before that but basically you unless you think that you know like a surgery if your arm's broken you're going to go to the doctor and then you might be inflicted if they do surgery you're going to be inflicted with you know the anesthetics and uh, you you're going to deal with that but everything else you're going to put all this stuff in your body, which is almost everything, 99.99999% of the time. Well, and that's the thing, you know, if, if you, it, people in general, if they take care of their bodies daily, meaning they drink enough water, they get enough sleep, they eat enough veggies, all the basics, you know, they're so cliche, but they're so important. And a lot of people don't do those things. I can't tell you how many people say they don't eat veggies every day or, and they drink, you know, 20 ounces of water every day. And they wonder why they have a fatty liver or poor digestion or they're tired or, you know, whatever. So it really is lots of small things that, that build our immune system and, and keep our bodies cleaned out. Like I have so many clients that have constipation issues. And if you're not getting the toxins and things out of your body every day, we live in a toxic world. So if you're not getting that crap out every day, it builds up, it causes imbalances in pH, it causes you know, disharmony in your gut and your gut, as a lot of people know, is huge. It's, it's, you know, 70% of your immune system. And, and yet we just go, well, that's how I've always been. So there's nothing I can do about it except take Metamucil or a laxative every few days. Yeah. It's horrible. Rough. Up on the lines of uh, antacids, right? Those are, yes. those are something you should never take, take every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Is that on the never list? Yes. Another thing I learned this year was that Miralax is, is, I mean, I, I, I knew it wasn't like great ingredients, but I went to a continuing education seminar and they were talking about how it destroys the, the, the mucosal uh, kind of uh, protective 
mucus, I guess, around the villi. The villi are the little fingers in the intestines that help your body absorb stuff. And so when you take Miralax constantly, it destroys that protective mucusy thing. That's and it, an antacid. What's that? That's an antacid. Sorry, Miralax is uh, for constipation. It's like Metamucil, like oh. fiber. Um, and so, yeah, so it just destroys that, that function. And so then you can't absorb as much. And so then you're malabsorptive. You're, you're eating, you might be eating good stuff, but you're not absorbing it very well. So there's, there's work that has to be done after you take antibiotics. If you've done Miralax or Metamucil for a long time, or if you've taken or, or are still taking lots of medications, cause it just builds up and causes all kinds of dysfunction. Oh man. Now what about, uh, what about organic foods? Is it, is it just a trick to make you buy more expensive groceries <laughs> or is this actually important that we eat organic foods, all of it? Right. So I'm not an everything has to be organic uh, person, but I do look at the dirty dozen and like berries and apples and, you know, lettuces and celery and bell peppers and things need to be organic. Some things are just sprayed way more heavily than others. Um, so yes, I do believe that some things need to be organic because of the pesticides. Anything we put in our mouth, including all the pesticide-laden stuff we eat, including bread, um, our liver has to filter and our liver takes a beating from medications and alcohol and not enough water, not enough sleep and too much stress and hormonal imbalance, all of it you know, just beats the crap out of the liver. And so um, eating pesticides and chemicals just makes it worse. It just makes oh. it worse and worse and worse and can cause lymphoma and can cause fatty liver and, you know, what was it called? Non-alcoholic cirrhosis, all kinds of high liver enzymes, high cholesterol, bloating, nausea for no reason. Sounds like a pharmaceutical commercial <laughs> <laughs> at the end. They're like, order it now to your doctor. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> So, yeah. so we got the fluoride killing us, soybean oil, um, high fructose corn syrup, antibiotics. Uh, are there any other big things that are really common that you see all the time that people consume and they, they don't know how much is hurting? Are, they, are, are big harmers or herders? Or right, right. But there's another one that's very unknown called bromine. It's in Gatorade. So bromine is a, um, a chemical that they put in Gatorade to keep the color like spread throughout without it separating and bromine is in the same family as uh fluoride so it's a halogen just like fluoride and iodine so it, again clogs the thyroid um and it, but it's not listed on the label so you would never know whoa yeah so gatorade that would be the or anything with food coloring i mean food coloring causes hyperactivity in kids and probably adults too and it causes, uh, I think it's red food coloring can cause like mood disruption. And then you've got aspartame. Everybody knows about aspartame, but a lot of a one that a lot of people don't know about because it sounds like a mineral is potassium sorbate. So potassium sorbate is a artificial sweetener and it's in a lot of things with aspartame or, or with Splenda or also known as sucralose. Sucralose and Splenda are the same thing. So potassium sorbate causes lung issues. So that's an important thing for people to know that are scared of the coronavirus. Cut out anything that has potassium sorbates. Uh, Sabra hummus uh, is a big uh, potassium sorbate um, user. Um, Sabra hummus, that's a brand? Yeah, Sabra is a brand. They sell it at Costco. So um, 
Wow. So, so you mentioned there on, on, uh, uh, COVID-19, mm-hmm. have you found that, uh, I mean, if you, I, so I, I'm not a, a medical professional and I have opinions and <laughs> people know about my opinions, but as you, as you have worked with people, have you found that if people are healthy, they may get the virus and may not, but they're going to be fine if they're, they're, they're healthy, their immune system, their, their gut is healthy. I mean, what, what would you say, what's the best way that we could uh, protect ourselves in this big buzz right now and this big terror uh, a lot of people are in against this virus? Yeah, there's, there's several things. Um, vitamin D, which a lot of people are, are deficient in on blood work. Uh, vitamin A, which they don't test for. But if you eat lots of carrots and sweet potatoes, you're probably fine there. But those are antimicrobial. So they help fight off viruses. And then vitamin C, of course, for the immune system and zinc. Um, the other thing, what was I going to say? Calcium. Calcium. People don't know the calcium's for the immune system. But anytime my kids get a fever, I give them a bunch of calcium and their fever's gone overnight. So calcium, good calcium, not calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is the worst kind of calcium and your body can't use it. Um, and then not eating sugar. I mean, I hate to sound judgy, but when this whole thing first started, I remember I went into a store and this was before they were making us wear masks. And so I wasn't wearing one and everybody else in the store was wearing one. And I get behind, I was, had an RX bar in my hand and I get behind this guy in line and he has a basket full of chips and chocolate and soda and all this stuff. And I was thinking, he has no idea that all of this sugar and crap just destroys the immune system. So, um, whenever you eat sugar, it turns off your neutrophil production. Your neutrophils are part of your white blood cell system. And the white blood cells are the ones that fight off infections and viruses. And, you know, they're, they're the immune system, part of the immune system. So anytime you eat sugar, even if it's just one cookie, it shuts your immune system off for about two hours. So if you're constantly eating sugar, your immune system is constantly going to be compromised. And sugar alkalizes your stomach. And if you have you should have acid in your stomach and that should be able to kill off some of the, you know, foreign invaders that want to come in and make us sick. So, you know, avoiding sugar, avoiding chemicals, and then, you know, supplementing with good supplements or eating the food, you know, people see five to nine fruits of uh, servings of fruits and veggies every day and they focus mostly on fruit. And that's, that's the wrong way to go. I say one to two servings of fruit max, and, and, and minimize the mango and the watermelon and the grapes because those are the high fructose and they're hard on the liver. But berries and apples and bananas and prunes and dates and figs and you know all kinds of stuff have a lot of vitamins and minerals. And but but then more so focusing on veggies. And even if you only like two, eat those ones every single day because there's no substitute for for the phytochemicals, the antioxidants, the the fiber. You know, you can drink a juice, but there's no fiber. Your body needs fiber to bind to any toxins that are lucky enough to escape your body if you're doing the right things. So you need fiber. Mm. Wow. Well, what would be your advice? Uh, I mean, besides hiring you, because you are a (laughs) clinical nutritionist. Yes. Thank you. I've learned to call you that, not the other words. (laughs) Not the health coach. That's horrible. Uh, so we can hire you as a clinical nutritionist and you can come in and based on these different results that these different, uh, outcomes from our past, uh, environment and past dietary habits, 
we have these results, right? These things we call incurable diseases, but that's just like the result of what we've been doing in, in our environment. And you've come in, in my experience, and you have this list of stuff to do, like this, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and you're going to drink this, and you're going to eat this, and you're going to take these supplements. And uh, to be honest, I, I hadn't heard of most of any of it until, until <laughs> you. So how does the normal person figure out how to do this? I mean, do we all just need to, to hire you? How do we get well? Well, like I said, not, not, you know, this isn't a, a, a plug for hire me, but you know, just cleaning up the diet is the first place to start, but things like apple cider vinegar and aloe vera and drinking enough water. It, it's funny how people don't, they're like, no, that won't make me stop craving sugar. But a lot of the time, all the body needs is energy, you know? So cleaning up the diet, getting good proteins, paying attention to how you feel. I mean, so many people are like, I don't know how I feel when I eat that or that or that. I am so busy that I, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And so just kind of tuning in and, and looking inward and going, okay, I feel bloated when I eat that. Maybe I shouldn't eat that. Or, hey, my stomach always feels like crap. Maybe I should take a digestive enzyme or drink some apple cider vinegar or drink some lemon water or aloe vera, you know, just, just to kind of lay the foundation and, and just kind of watch what happens. I always tell people, you know, if you add a few things in at a time, you'll have a better idea of what's working and what's not rather than just overhauling your entire diet in one day. It's not sustainable. It's overwhelming. And you literally won't know what's working and what's not. So, you know, little by little, if you think it's a gluten issue, if you think it's a meat issue or whatever, just start paying attention and, and do the things that are foundational, like drink water, eat veggies, eat enough protein. And, um, you know, and, and then maybe take the next step of identifying what your actual deficiencies are. Blood work can be helpful, but it's not always helpful. So then that's, that's when I can help, you know, identify, okay, based on this symptom and this symptom and this symptom, your liver needs help or your thyroid needs help or your blood sugars out of balance, not meaning you have diabetes, but it just needs some support so that you feel better to get you to optimal health rather than at the bottom of normal on your blood work. Now, can, can you work with people that have, you know, the the type one diabetes, type two diabetes, people with cancer, people with, uh, you know, that some worse symptoms. I mean, are you going to be helpful for, for people like that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're willing to, to make changes, I, I can work with people with rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, diabetes, autoimmune diseases. I work with a lot. Um, but, but it all comes down to digestion. So I get a lot of people with digestion and sleep and energy issues too. So mm. um, for me, it's just about identifying the root cause and teaching people how to get back in balance and stay in balance. So that if you do go out and party and you feel like crap the next day, now you have a toolbox of things to, to pull from and go, okay, I know this always makes me feel better. Let me start doing that again. So that way you're not in a bubble. You can't be perfect all the time, but at least you know your body more and you know what your body needs to be in balance so that you can always find, you know, find that happy place again. Mm, how much water should we be drinking? Usually I say half your body weight in ounces, but if people are 200 pounds and only drink two gl glasses a day, I say start with 64. <laughs> More than you are. It's a good start. Yeah, more than you are. <laughs> exactly. What is your favorite line dance? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Get Ugly by Jason Derulo. <laughs> Oh, now we're getting to the bottom of this. Well, that's good. Well, do, do you have any uh, any parting wisdom? Uh, well, people can find you on path2healthoc.com. 
uh, Yelp. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm I'm on Facebook. And we, uh, if we if we search for Carrie Wojo, will we find you, or do we have to use the the full name? Carrie Wojo, you'll find me. All right, great. <laughs> okay, now do you uh, do you have any any parting wisdom for us, how so that we can be happy and healthy and vibrant? Yes. Um, a, a couple things. One is don't give up because you can either stay miserable and unhappy or you can keep plugging along. Even if you, you know, take a step back, keep, keep moving forward. Um, there's a really good quote that I found somewhere that said, don't quit before, during, or after the miracle. Meaning if you start to feel better, don't get cocky and start doing all the things you used to do. This is mm. a life change. Do, do things that are sustainable for you. Don't force yourself to eat things you don't like because you really want to make a change and get your miracle. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm proof that, and then your, your father-in-law is proof. You can get rid of things that you're, you're told you're not able to. So yeah, give up. That is true. And, and, uh, I found that it, well, my, my dad, um, who was working with you for a little bit, he, he, uh, I made the deal with him and I said, Hey, listen, uh, I know that you're really committed to the foods that you like. He was like emotionally committed to certain things. Right. (laughs) I'm like, it's fine. Don't give those up, but just do these things first and then have whatever you want. And he told me it's, it's just so strange because I'm doing the things and then I have whatever I want and it doesn't include those things that were hurting me before. Right. And so his desires changed and he felt so much better. Yeah. A lot. Where people think they want something that they haven't had in a while and then when they have it they're like that doesn't even taste good anymore and it makes me feel like crap so that's awesome okay don't give up was that it <coughs> that was it <laughs> that's wonderful well okay i really appreciate you uh in my life and your consistent continuous uh support for for all of us uh pathway to uh, path to health oc path to health oc.com and you can find Carrie, and uh, she's got a ton of um, great information. A great, uh, and she's wonderful to, to do, in particular, hands-on, uh, detailed. Um, basically, this is what you needed to do. This is what's hurting you. This is what we need to do to turn this around. And I'm a testament that it works. So, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>